guys. Welcome to the Natty Cast. I'm your host, Peter Bowman, and this is going to be episode four of the Pete and Cal Show. To start off the show today, we touched on a variety of current events, one of which was the Jordan Woods scandal. Um, many of you may know about this. It's huge on social media. It's all over Twitter. Um, so we brought that up, talked about that a bit. Um, we also touched on the Arnold Classic, which was recently wrapped up. Um, and then at about 30 minutes into the show, we get into the Q&A and answer several questions. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode um, and let us know your feedback. And we'll get right into the show without any further ado. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? Man, it's going great. It's a beautiful day. What about you, man? Pretty good, you know, just chilling. A little disappointed that you uh, tried my schedule today, but it's cool. Yeah, man, you know, you just got to roll with the punches, my guy. It's life. Mm-hmm. How was your workout? Uh, it was pretty good, man. Had a good uh, back and shoulders day. Back and shoulders? Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make some strength gains? You know it. You know it, man. Kind of switched it up a bit. It's been like, I guess, four weeks with the same kind of program. So I kind of tweaked it a bit. Changed up the, uh, fuck. Hopefully you didn't get that square, that chair scratch. No, it definitely picked it up. So try to stop that. Um, just, just start it over. I have a, I have a question for you, actually. So, um, just, just like that, you're just going to just come right at me with a question. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on late term abortion? (laughs) Are you serious right now, bro? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm about abortion, bro. Even late term? Jesus. (laughs) Dude. If you want to abort, it's your choice. What is wrong with you? Late term, though? (laughs) Bro. Like, it's about to come out. It's about to come out? Yeah, that's late term. This is a pretty tough question, my guy. You shouldn't just... You didn't want to prepare me for this? What are your thoughts? (laughs) My thoughts don't matter. Let's jump into current events with Cal. What do you what do you got? It's Cal's current events. Whatever. Sweet. All right. So we're gonna start Cal's current events with what I've seen all over my timeline, my Twitter feed, my Instagram, whatever have you. Let's talk about this Jordan Woods Tristan Thompson scandal. So if you guys don't know. Jordan Woods is a, a close friend, well, one of Kylie Jenner's uh, best friend, I guess you want to say. Um, she has pretty much put her on. I believe she's like even given her uh, employment opportunities where she's like, I guess, modeling, has her own like company now. Um, and so like, I'm pretty sure she's like living, if not, I'm pretty sure she was living with Kylie this whole time. And story came out that she's been, you know, fornicating with uh, <laughs> Chloe Kardashian's, uh, you know, three time, four time, fifth time cheating. Now, is, that uh, a, boyfriend. is that a fact or is that allegedly? It's alleged. But you're leaning towards that. It's definitely happened. I, I'm, I'm stuck between the two. It, it's hard to, like, I've listened to Jordan's uh, interview on the Red Table Talk with uh, Jada Pink- Pinkett, and I've, like, listened to, you know, 
Chloe's story and you got Jeffree Star coming out saying how she's a liar and Calabasas is a, is a small, you know, town. Everyone talks, no NDAs out there. Um, and how like they've seen them going around for the past like two, three months or some shit. So it's like, why the fuck would Jeffree Star jump in? Like as if it has anything to do with him and come on and call her a liar. If you know, he wasn't telling the truth. So it's like, Jordan's on the red table talk saying, hook me up to a lie detector test, like do whatever you need to do. Nothing happened but a kiss, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's just really fucking crazy um, as to like, I don't know which which side to believe, you know? Yeah, that that's a tough one, man. What do, what do you think? Uh, you think who, who's got more of the blame here, Tristan, or do you think uh, it was more on Jordan? Do you think Jordan Jordan led him on or what do you think? I mean, a lot of times I feel like her story was very uh, vague and she left out a lot of pieces Um, and she she came on and said that she, you know, she yes, she was drunk, but she wasn't belligerently to the point to where she couldn't, you know, recollect what was happening. So for her to just give those vague happenings without any like connecting any pieces, it's like some shit happened in between you crossing your leg on his leg. Leading up to that, and at the end, him kissing you goodbye. Like something happened in between that. Like it's not he's not just gonna lean in for a kiss if he doesn't. If you guys, if something didn't transpire before that, you feel me? Like there was some eye connection, probably some dancing, and I feel like it's just more than what she let on and told. So maybe he was just you know they were talking, and then just you just kissed her like a little sister. <laughs> you kiss your sister on the lips, my guy. I don't have a sister, but if I you mean, did, you would. No, I mean, I wouldn't. It's okay. It's okay. I wouldn't, but some families are like that, you know? Uh, some of your friends are like that? Maybe he was like, get a safe trip home. <laughs> yeah, he probably did say that. You know? She said she left when the sun came up, so. Now, is, is, has, Tristan, has Tristan said anything, or what, what's his story? To my knowledge, the man is on mute. He's on mute? Yeah, he's keeping all his responses in private. <laughs> That's probably, and you know, it's probably best for him, honestly. Oh, absolutely. He, no, no one's really talking about him, even though it's like his eighth time cheating. Everyone's Jeez. like, Jordan's a homewrecker. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely see see where the Kardashians are coming from. Um, would you say you're a big Kardashian fan? Not really. Not really? No. Nah. But you're just in tune with, you know, everything going on. Dude, it's annoying, but it's annoying that this shit has taken so much of a, you know, voice on social media. But, like, I don't even fuck with them like that. But that's all I see on my TL, so I can't help but click it and be in tune with it. You feel me? Yeah. There's so much shit happening, but we're talking about the Kardashians right now. Yeah, that's a big that's a big fact. What do you think? Um, you think Chloe did anything wrong that would lead... Tristan to go up, go askew or. Bruh. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly can't say, you know, like if she did, it doesn't justify that what he did was right. But like, you know, that well, no, they say once a cheater, always a cheater. He did it before he did it again. He had eight bitches in his bed on Valentine's day and none of them was Chloe. So. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Holy moly. He didn't even call her up and be like, yo, this is going down. You can join if you want. You know, Jeez. one night of one night of polygamy won't hurt. 
but you know, he just I, took it on himself. I really so hope, selfish. I really hope Tristan does not get wind of this. Yeah, if hopefully. Coming, if you're coming at him like this, man, yeah. he's gonna want all the smoke with you. I mean, if he really that wants some smoke, we can play one on one. You feel I me? I mean, really? Were you there? <laughs> Dude, I wasn't there, bro. I How wasn't do you there. know what's this going is on? All you're saying all this stuff. I'm just giving you what is out there. You're I'm giving you all the perspectives. Tristan. I'm not demonizing the man. He's a cheater. What do you want me to say? Good oh job. Gosh. Good job, Tristan. I guess he is a cheater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would not say good job. You know what? You know what? You can you can say what you want, but you know. <laughs> I'm not picking a side. Or, At the I'm end just... of the day, Tristan's got to focus on you know what he does, and that's putting balls in hoops. And putting his in. Jeez, dude. Gosh. He's good at both, I guess. So vulgar. My bad. I take I just cut that out. Nah, we're keeping it raw. Voice over. So <laughs> Keep it raw. who's your favorite Kardashian? Dude, I don't have a fucking favorite Kardashian. I'm not like some fucking stan running around Kardashians. Are you just sure? a fair event. I promise you. You love the Kardashians. I guess, I guess the most intriguing one would probably have to be Maybe, dude, I don't fucking know. Kylie, maybe she's dating Travis Scott, one of my favorite artists. She's around my age. Like, I don't know. It's just insane that she's like, it's not insane. She's fucking came into money, but it's just, I don't know, bro. Now, do you think Travis Scott's breath stinks? <laughs> according to my, according to my man. Uh, Whoa, maybe, maybe you don't want, if Travis, <laughs> if Travis were to get wind. You gotta think these things through. You're right, you're right. But we I think have an insane, we have an I insane think... reach on this podcast. I know. So I, I would know. not be surprised if Travis saw this, Kylie saw this. Um, yeah. You know, you gotta be careful with what you say. You're right, so you're right. You're don't right. Just throw anyone under the bus here. Yeah, you're right. Just cut that out. We have information Mix from, and a, match. from an inside source that Travis Scott's breath may not smell that great. <laughs> We are not going yeah. to expose. We won't source. expose, but this is a firsthand account of an alleged, you know, event that took place. Yes. So where would, his breath smelled like stinky feet and ass boogers. Yes. So if you would have to guess, looking at Travis Scott, knowing what he's about, would you would you agree with this source and say that he was accurate? This is not a question to me, is it? It's a question towards you. Would you, looking at Travis, knowing what you know about Travis, do you think his, you know, dental hygiene is not up to par? I mean, if you think about it, I would hope so, just because humans are supposed to burst their teeth at least twice a day. Uh, but he wears grills and shit, and some sometimes he might forget to say, fuck it, you know, my grills are in, teeth don't matter. <laughs> that is a good point. A lot That's of these guys point. might say, why clean my real teeth when I can just clean my grill? Hell yeah. Or not even clean your grill. Just pop them on top of the, the, Plus, the grills. You know, he is on tour. He probably was busy. Didn't maybe, have time. Maybe he didn't get to it. Maybe he went out on stage, just ate like a Listerine tab. No, pop not a Listerine tab. tab. Like maybe he just ate something that little, that like, you know, doesn't smell the best after you eat it. Like maybe some tuna salad or some garlic. Yeah. Or maybe some garlic bread. I mean, or he maybe tripped and his face hit some shit and couldn't get off of his face. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we really don't know with that one. 
Um, it's going to, I mean, it's really hard to tell. I mean, we would have to meet Travis Scott to form our own opinions, but. This is know, a pretty uh, wide I, tangent we're going I, on. I trust, <laughs> I trust our source. I trust my source. I trust the source. Right? As well. When has he ever steered us wrong? Never. Never. Just our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're going to do him like that? No, no. Do you want to elaborate? No, it's all good. It's all good. On the DLs. All right. So you got any, you got any more with that story or you ready to go um, on to the next I don't part? have much more to say except I just want the truth to come out. If Jordan is advocating for uh, a lie detector test to be given to her, uh, I think someone should definitely administer that and just get to the bottom of it and get this shit off of my timeline. I mean, you can somewhat cheat lie detector tests. If you didn't you can, you can. I think true that you can. Maybe she's just a great liar. But I mean, if she fails, then most likely she's probably lying. But, but why would she even? She could like, forge one or fake one. How? I mean, why would she suggest taking one if she knows she's lying? Like that should because stupid. that's that makes people think like, oh, she must be telling the truth if she's down to take a lie detector. All right, but then when they take when she takes the test, then what? She's just gonna fucking skip out. She probably will never take it. Off. It's probably just it's probably just a ploy. So she can, you know, get some more people on her side, you know? Dude, shit was so funny. What was funny? All right. Just the interview, bro. It was just funny. Uh, I'm done, though, with this with this current event. You're done with that one? All right. What else yeah. is in the news? Um, So recently, not recently, uh, deadly tornadoes pretty much just ripped through, through the south, killing 23 people. Uh, and at least a... <laughs> At least that. At least I'm going to pause real quick. <laughs> what is so funny about tornadoes tearing through the South and killing people? I'm not, I'm not laughing. At what you. is so funny about that? Jeez. Guys, all right, I, all right. I apologize. I apologize. Ma, ma. All right, let's go. So. Deadly tornadoes ripped through the South, killing at least 23 people, at least a half a dozen suspected to be either lost, can't be found, and possibly injured. So um, the, uh, the government is looking at the, that toll number rising at least double. Um, this happened in Georgia and Alabama. Um, this is really sad. It is tornado season. Um, I, I just want to send out my condolences to all the families um, and just that sucks, man. Um, this happens that, every year. Now that he's done laughing at uh, your circumstance, he's going to send out his condolences. So um, I'll send out my condolences as well. Um, <laughs> tornadoes are not fun. Uh, I mean, I used to Have be been in one. I used to be so scared of one hitting, and I mean, when I was a kid, that was like one of my biggest fears, like a tornado coming and just sucking me out of the air. I mean, out of my house and into the air. So. <laughs> I'm glad I've never ex- has a personal experience with a tornado. Yeah, man, those shits are fucking insane. I can imagine. You ever, you ever, you ever been through a hurricane? Like ever, like boarded yeah. up your house within it? Yeah, we haven't boarded. What up was, house, what was the worst hurricane to, you you've been through? I don't remember the name, but it was a while ago. We were kids and we just like slept in the basement, or maybe we slept in. I don't even know if we went to the basement, but we were like all sleeping in the middle floor together, ready to you know go to the basement if things really picked up. So. And I lived in the yeah. woods too, so there was always that fear of a tree falling and like hitting the house. Yeah, that's so what I'm. That's what I was going to say. We had to deal with that, but uh, no tornadoes experiences. Well, that's 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 a you're a fortunate guy, man. 
Yep. It is pretty fortunate. Yeah. Thank the man. Thank the man. Um, anything else in the news, Calvin? Or? Uh, sure. Let's go with this one. Uh, so two missing sisters, ages five and eight, were finally found after a two-day manhunt, not manhunt, but two-day uh, search party uh, in, in the California wilderness. Um, this was crazy, I felt like, because uh, how could two five, two like two little chicks survive in the wilderness for like two, two three days? And yes, let's stereotype them based on their gender. They're chicks, so they are not as able to survive as guys. Good Jesus. job. What? Good job, Calvin. It's no, 2019. This, is, this is amazing, dude. This is it's this 2019. Is we're not gonna dude. we're not gonna profile them based off their genders. Two and assume dude, that they're less a less apt for survival. No, just because no, they're females. Just, no, because they're five and eight years of age. You said chicks. That was your word. Yeah, but they're five and eight, which also is a microaggression. <laughs> you better watch your tone. At the. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> nothing I am saying pertains to their gender. I'm just saying you that said it's chicks. quite apologize. They are apologize for your time. I am not apologizing for shit. Wow. I pray. I pray that no one hears this and gets offended. <laughs> no one will on the dead lows. Are you sure? On, on everything. Yeah, bro. Okay. Carry on. Like I was saying, so ages five and eight, two little girls finally found California. They were thinking for the worst, but they didn't give up. They kept on looking for me. Finally found them after two days. They were, you know, not too emancipated. Emancipated. Jesus Christ. Mm. Emaciated. Emaciated. Yeah. Um, they were they were good. Um, it was just a good story. I felt like um, they were returned to their families and. uh Probably won't be going hiking for, for um, you know, the next couple of years or so. Any other current events? Um, I found one interesting study uh, done at the uh, Uppsala University uh, where they were talking about how sleep loss may contribute to adverse weight gain. Um, right up a little bit on it, they'd studied 15 healthy um, normal weight individuals who participated in two lab sessions. Uh, activity and meals were highly standardized. And they pretty much summed it up and did all the study and and they pretty much came to the uh to the uh realization that sleep loss uh may contribute to adverse weight gain uh through the course of a week span of time um but yeah, I thought that was interesting uh I'll send you the link um maybe you can read up on it a bit um but yeah I've man seen, I've seen a study um I don't know if it was the same one, but it's fairly similar. Um, where there's definitely has been a trend. That's why sleep is so important, important, uh, yeah. not just when you're building muscle, uh, to recover, but also losing weight. Um, basically the study I saw was that, you know, the group that was getting an adequate amount of sleep, I believe like, um, somewhere around eight hours compared to another group that was somewhat deprived of sleep. The group that had adequate sleep lost a substantial amount of more fat mass as opposed mm-hmm. to just overall lean mass. So yep. lean mass isn't just, you know, muscle that's going to be water, glycogen and all this, uh, all those different things. So it's not just like you're losing muscle, muscle yeah. but you're going to lose less fat mass um, and a bit more lean mass. So um, yeah, sleep is definitely an important thing. So decent, decent study, Cal. Good, good pick. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and that concludes Cal's current events. Wait, I've got one more. 
Oh, what's up? What's up? <laughs> As a lot of you probably know, the Arnold Classic just went down. Oh, yes. Yes. Shout out to Arnold, my big man. Event, big we event. go back. Shout out we to go the, back. Shout out to the man, Arnold. Yeah. I obviously didn't go this year. Calvin obviously didn't go this year, but um, we are planning to make it out there one of these years, right? Maybe next year, Cal? Next year for sure, my guy. No question. And are you aware of, you know, anything that went on with the with the bodybuilding shows or strongman or anything like that? Or have you been seeing some things on social media? Anything you want to bring up about it? Or uh, I'm not even going to lie, bro. I really didn't keep up with it. Um, I was just pretty much looking at all the booths and stuff. I didn't really keep up with the uh, competitors or competitions, really. Uh, maybe you can enlighten me a bit because I know you, you're into that shit for real. Yeah, I'll enlighten you a bit. I wasn't super in depth, but I watched some of the uh, some of the shows. Um, personally, the one I was most in- interested in was uh, men's physique because I feel like that's those are the athletes that I keep up with the most in terms of my following, um, as well as classic physique. But um, bodybuilding, I'm not as big as a fan of like those you know mass monsters in terms of like following them. Yeah. Um, but I know who won. I think Brandon Curry actually won. Who is he a ball headed? No, he actually has hair. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad, but, Brandon. But he looked insane. He was, uh, <laughs> he was, you know, super diced. Um, he's one of those pros that, um, you know, has a fairly tight waist, especially compared to the other guys. Um, what was the runner-up's name? Uh, the runner-up won last year. Was he ball-headed? No, he actually has dreads. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so, shoot. I wish I could think of his name. Runner up for the men's physique? No, this is this is bodybuilding. This is open. This is open men's bodybuilding. Um, what was his name? I got what you. Was what was his name? Yeah, look that up. I got you. Continue up. talking. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Do you know his name? No, just keep keep talking. I'll pull it up. All right. So wh- whoever ran, he, he was the runner up. Essentially, he won last year. Um, the reason he got beat essentially this year was based off conditioning. You know, his muscle bellies are are massive. I think his name's William Bonac. Is that right? I think uh, it's William Bonac. But he was actually, I think he got like, he was in the top five for sure at the last Olympia. I think he even may have placed third. But, you know, he's an in, he's insane in terms of his thickness, his muscle oh, bellies. Dude, yeah, density. he won last year, right? His density. He won the Arnold Classic last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he just William got Bonner. he just barely got beat by uh Brandon Curry. Uh mainly because, you know, he came in more conditioned. Um he had a slighter slightly tighter waist. Um so he took it there. Um as far as classic physique, um it was actually very close. Um there's a guy named Steve what's his last name? Uh, I think it's Lad, Lard, Latimus or Lardimus, something like that. Um, forgive me for, for not knowing the exact last name, but um, you guys may have seen pictures of him on Instagram. He has an insane physique. It's very similar to Chris Bumstead in terms that I think he's a bit of a taller guy, not as tall as Chris Bumstead. He may not even be like six foot, but he has a very small waist. Again, insane muscle bellies. Um, and he lost to George Peterson who is also known for his insane conditioning, um, his density. Um, funny enough, all these guys are BBCs, so shouts out to Calvin. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Shouts out to Calvin. <laughs> um, there's that genetic aspect coming in hot. Um, I would like, I'm excited to see, you know, Chris Bumstead again. 
um, probably at the Olympia. I think that's only going to be the next show he's doing. Um, he actually did very good. He got second again at last year's Olympia, even though he was dealing with like a lot of health issues. Um, he was retaining water. I know he's worked a bunch of that out. He's had to like drop his protein down, um, like monitor his urine. So um, it was actually very surprising that he still managed to get second with all these health issues taking place. But yeah, man, persevering. Hell yeah. I think it will be very exciting to see him again at the Olympia against like, you know, George Peterson again, and especially Steve Larius or Latimus, whatever his last name is, um, since he brought much better conditioning than he's ever brought before um, and did good at the Arnold Classic. So that's it for classic. In terms of men's physique, um, this was actually a very pretty, pretty hyped show, um, partially because Sadiq was coming back to men's physique from classic. And unfortunately, he did not do very well at all. Um, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't do he didn't do well. Like he was he was obviously trying to win. A lot of people were saying that since coming back, he would probably place in a top spot. Um he was out, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to win, but um in terms of his conditioning, it was nowhere near any of the other guys that made the, yeah. made the top call out. Um I believe he got 6th place. Um I didn't really see many of the other guys, but from what I heard on social media, some thought that he wouldn't even uh place that place. High. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, it's his first show back. Hopefully he can like n- dial in the conditioning a lot better. It's definitely not the best conditioning he's ever brought and, you know, place pretty decent at an- another show qualify for the Olympia because he is one of a, he is a fan favorite of a lot of, a lot of fans out there. So hopefully he does better. Um, the guy who won looked absolutely insane. I believe he got a perfect score. Um, what his, was his name? His name's Andre Ferguson. Um, another BBC. Um, this dude's lines are just unreal. Like you're not going to be able to, you know, really replicate anything this guy brings to the stage in terms of his, you know, the deep lines he has in his midsection. Um, it's crazy. Like I bet if you see him in person, it would be even uh, more crazy. But looking at him on social media, it's just unreal. Um, such. Yeah, deep he's lines. got that sick chest hair, right? Yeah, he's got. He he's a he, he has a very sick physique and. Um, you know, he didn't do very well at the Olympia. I mean, he did all right. He got fifth, which is really good, but he beat some guys that he lost to at the Olympia. So it was good to see him come back strong. And I think he, I think he actually retained his title. I think he won the Arnold last year. Um, I think Raymond, who I said, that's the guy I compare you to all the time since he's tall. You're even taller though. So, um, he got second place, I believe. And then I'm not really sure about uh, the rest of the placing besides, uh, Sadiq. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. gonna do it for like I guess the placings in the Olympia. I know Strongman, yeah. my man Thor, the Mountain, um, fellow sponsored by Legion Athletics. Um, you know we're boys; we chat all the time. Hell yeah, <laughs> bro! Like, hey man, you're sponsored by Legion. He's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we both talk about that stuff, you know, all the time. So um, good for him. I'm excited to see him on the next season of Thrones coming out. Uh, how did he April, do? He won. That's how he did. Oh yeah. I think he. I think he pulled a PR on deadlift too, like a world record. I think I saw. I believe that. It, was it was like one thousand fifty or some shit. It was a little less. It was like one forty four point two or something. One thousand forty four point two. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was around that number, but yeah, I think that's the only like event I pretty much watched. <laughs> yeah, unaware of any of the women's placings, but um, looking at everything this year was pretty cool. Um, it definitely made me 
want to, you know, try to get out to more expos. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Get myself out there a little more. So that's something I'll be looking to do, you know, next year. Cal's coming, right? Most death, most death. <laughs> All right. So that's probably going to do it for the, the current events guys. Real quick though. I think it's good to just point out that the last three guys you mentioned, Raymond, um, Chris, and those guys are all uh, not bald headed yet. Um, and they're all BBC. So just wait on it. And we, we can conclude that. Yeah. It's good to know that they're not bald headed. Um, yeah. They're, they're getting there. Alrighty. So that's it for current events. Cal, thank you for your hard work and research, you know, looking at, looking up these current events, getting them ready for the show in a timely manner. Um, I'm sure everyone will be really fascinated by that, you know, information about the tornadoes and the kids. Most um, death, most death. I wouldn't bring it if people wouldn't want it. Yes. So let's get right into the Q and a. Wow. Right into it. Let's get it right into it. All right. First question. I picked several questions today. Uh, we're not going to answer like a shitload of questions. I don't want to like run on too long. Uh, but first question today this is the only question. It's not very specific, but um, we'll obviously elaborate and explain yeah. a bit about, you know, what we think he meant and stuff like that. So um, the question was foot positioning when doing legs. Very vague. Very vague. So Cal, Calvin, <laughs> go all do you have any, uh, I'm going to let you kick it off. I just want to hear what you have to say. So I pretty much took this as, uh, what I would think most people would even ask this question, which would what it pertained to, and that was just squats, um, barbell squats, back squats, and so that's what I pretty much did my analysis around. Um, because obviously, like the leg press or a different different lower leg, like maybe a Bulgarian split squat position, is obviously not the same as a squat as a barbell squat. Um, but I based it around the barbell squat again. Um, so typically, we're taught as fitness professionals to train our, uh, I guess, clients and to teach them to have uh, shoulder width um, foot positioning uh, for the average person. Uh, now, depending on your hip, knee, ankle mobility, you might need to either phase those feet out a bit or bring them in, uh, depending on the, how long your levers are. Me being, you know, 6'4", uh, I go, I tend to go a bit wider because my femurs are longer. Um, and depending on your height, again, if you're a little bit shorter, uh, you might feel it better if you bring those feet in. Uh, but uh, typically it pertains to what you want to, you want to pretty much uh, uh, train towards uh, the closer your feet come in. Uh, you're going to, it's going to be more quad focused. Uh, the wider your feet is going to be more uh, predominantly, uh, but glute focused, um, and so it just depends. Um, again, like I said, typically we do want to go at least shorter width, um, and then if you want to get more in. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just my entertainment response. So I guess feel it out, uh, see what you feel best and what works for you, um, and then you can play with it as you get uh, more advanced in the in the squat, and you'll be able to hit different parts of your legs uh, with the change of foot position. So uh, that's my take. Uh, again, just feel it out, see what fits you best. Yeah. So, uh, that was a, that was a pretty good, uh, you covered it pretty well. Um, so yeah, it's basically foot positioning is something you're going to have to play with. You want to find something that, you know, works for you and you know, it matches your goals. Um, for me, I'm always, you know, mainly focusing on the quads or I always have really. So I work with a bit of a narrower stance. Um, I work with, I do high bar because of that. 
um, other than that, you know, Calvin pretty covered it uh, pretty well. So it's just something you want to play with and practice on, find, find what feels best for you in terms of your joints, um, in terms of muscle activation, um, in terms of something like a leg press, you know, the higher and the wider your feet are, it's going to be more hamstring dominant. Uh, the closer and lower, it's going to be more quad dominant. So that's pretty much it in terms of like foot positioning, in terms of like where you want to target um, your muscles. So um, yeah, there's no, there's no one right way to do it. It's just, yeah. you got to focus on what you're trying to achieve with that leg workout. Um, next question is it necessary to train your abs while bulking? Calvin, you want to take a shot? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I would say, again, it depends. Uh, for me, uh, I pretty much feel like um, it's not necessary. But for me, I am currently bulking and I am adding in some abs within my training about two to three times throughout my uh, weekly training session. Um, so it all just depends. Uh, if you think about it, uh, you want to pretty much build those abs up so that when you cut, um, in the, you know, following weeks, you want to get, have a nice foundational base within your abs so that when you cut, you have, you know, you shit you're poking. Um, so I would say, yeah, my take on it, I say, yes, yeah, it's not necessary, but it, it's something that, you know, you want, you want to try to, you know, add in at some point within your training. Yeah, I think what you're meaning to say when you're saying it's not necessary um, is that you don't need to train necessarily any abs to get abs. Everybody has abdominal muscles. And if, yeah. you, lose, if you lose enough fat, you're going to be able to see them regardless of probably if you train them or not. Um, you know, they are stabilizing your body, your core. So they're always going to be working uh, somewhat. Um, but you obviously want to train them, you know, heavy and try to chase progressive overload kind of like every other muscle group if you want them to grow now obviously i think everyone should train their abs while bulking um this is something that i haven't really done in the past i'm i really dislike training my abs it's just not fun for me um it's obviously like painful and it's kind of like one of those afterthought <laughs> things which i always forget about so after I'm done hammering like my other muscle groups, I always don't want to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, I always don't want to go and hit abs, but I'm making it a point to try to hit abs a lot more um, during this gaining phase, um, which is when they're probably more, you know, they're going to grow more because you're in a surplus of calories. So I definitely train, chain your abs um, when you're bulking. And if you're like me, my abs don't really pop. Um, when I'm a higher body fat percentage like I am now, it's very hard to see my abs. Um, there are other guys out there like Chris Elkins is an example, like he'll be in the off season and you can still see like all six of his abs, even though he is, um, very visibly a higher body fat percentage. So if you want your abs to pop out and to look leaner at a higher body fat percentage, definitely, definitely hammer, yeah. hammer on your abs hammer them while bulking. Um, yeah. When you're bulking. So, um, you know, that's pretty much it for that question. I got a quick um, side note about that. Um, so pertaining to training abs. Uh, when you're saying, yes, do this while bulking, uh, would you say, uh, obviously, because you have stabilization when it comes to training abs, and you also have the constant flexing and, you know, extending of the spinal cord, which actually, you know, causes your, you know, abs to contract. When you're talking about training abs and comparing the two different ab training styles, would you want to 
to isolate it more towards these flexing and extending of the spine, which induces, I feel like, more of a stress on the abs in terms of building strength or building abs? Or would you you know, lean more towards the stabilization side of it, maybe doing some planks or just some leg raises where you're not really flexing that spine and causing it to contract? I mean, stabilization is great for keeping your core, you know, tight, which also helps with, like, performance. Um, In terms of, like, practicing static holds with, like, a plank, that's going to really help you, you know, keep your core tight during certain exercises um, and just strengthen your overall core um, to really, you know, build up um, those abs and really make them pop. Um, You know, I think you should go with an exercise where you're really extending, like, your rib cage or your spine and then crunching down. You don't yeah. want to you don't want to make this mistake of just um, using your hip flexors too much. You really want to dial in on and focus on your abs. Make sure yeah. you're feeling it in your core. Otherwise, you're not going to be really doing much at all, which is a common mistake. I, I've been making that mistake over the years, so I'm really focusing yeah. on making sure I feel it in my core, and I'm not just going through the motions of a basic crunch without really feeling it in my abs. So um, that's something I'm working on. But, you know, my personal favorites, I like doing the cables, um, mm, cable yeah. crunches where I really go up and extend uh, my rib cage, flex my abs, and then go down and squeeze at the bottom. Yeah. Um, another favorite which I, that I don't do enough is probably getting on a decline bench and, you know, doing a, pl- a, a plate crunch. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Plus also like a reverse crunch where you're like holding onto the decline bench on the handle and then you're kind of bringing your legs up and crunching and and manner. Yeah. Um, that's another good exercise, but, um, if you want your abs to pop, you know, you gotta, you gotta train them, especially when you're in a period of bulking. A lot of people make that mistake of, you know, just training them when they're dieting down. Yeah. Um, And I mean, your abs will see some improvements just cause you probably haven't been training them, uh, throughout your bulk. Um, so they're obviously going to get, it's going to be a new stimulus. So you're obviously going to see some results, but, if you really want to, you know, develop a core with some, some deeper lines, you got to be training them year round. So definitely train them, uh, throughout your bulk. Um, Most deaf. Next question. This one more pertains towards your expertise, Cal. So, uh, what's more advantageous for basketball athletes in terms of training type? Uh, yeah. So, most more advantageous for basketball athletes in terms of training type. Uh, so if you think about basketball in, in itself, uh, it's a very uh, uh, multi-directional plane uh, encompasses within the sport. Uh, so you're jumping, you're, you're running quick, quick turns, change of directions, pivoting, uh, explosive movements. Um, so the training you want to pretty much from what I've been I've seen and what I've been taught. Um, it's going to be, you know, high rep, high volume. Um, and you want to think about trying to be more sports specific in your training. Uh, it's going to be a lot of, uh, plyometric work, uh, you know, speed agility drills. Um, so I would say basketball in terms of training type, uh, so you wouldn't take the, the typical bodybuilding approach. It will be more of a strength approach. Uh, and obviously you probably want to you know, get us more so to around the off season. Um, because if you're in season, you're going to be practicing, you know, five, six days out of the week. Uh, you don't want to over, you know, overtrain those muscles. You don't want to carry that over into the, you know, your practice or your games where you're, you you might be sore or whatever have you. So you kind of want to 
did this more so towards uh, off-season training. I mean, I'm not saying you can't train in-season, um, but if you do train in-season, you want to cut it to about two, two, three days max per week if you're doing strength training. Um, and then if you're off-season, you know you can go on four or five days depending on the athlete's um, skill level uh, within lifting. Um, but you typically – what I see is you, you, you know, you split upper body, lower body, uh, you know, you have adequate rest in between just as if you're training like any other person. Um, but you kind of want to give those lifts more towards sports specific lifts. You don't want to get in there and, you know, do not saying that this lift is bad, but like going there and do bicep curls, you know, you want these lifts that you're doing within the gym to have some type of carryover onto the basketball court. Um, and so what I do a little bit more about me, I actually train kids, uh, that come in, we have, a, I've worked at a facility where we train, you know, middle school to high school kids. Um, and it's all geared around basketball. Um, and so they either come in, go play basketball, train with our uh, trainers down below and they come up to me or it's vice versa. So, um, what we typically do is we come up, we do some speed agility drills, change the direction. And then we get into our, um, before that, that we do do, do some mobility stretching and getting them loose. Um, then we go into some strength training after our agility, speed, change of directional stuff. Um, and most of our strength training block is is, is uh, geared around uh, uh, upper body and a lower body exercise, supersetted with each other. Um, uh, a little bit of a look into what they are. Uh, we do a lot of um, goblet squats, Bulgarian uh, split squats, uh, half shoulder kneeling, shoulder presses. Uh, we do some rowing. Uh, we do... Um, some single leg, uh, rear, um, reverse, what do you call them? Reverse, um, lunges. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of good unilateral and bilateral movements, uh, just because you are doing a lot of unilateral and bilateral movements on the court. So again, we want to have that transfer and sports specific training somewhat within it. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's kind of a wide topic. Um, but you will pretty much want, if you're off season, high volume, uh, about four to five times a week getting in those lower body, getting the explosive on the lower body lifts um, and making sure you have a strong core uh, and working those upper body movements as well uh, and getting in high reps pretty much. So, yeah, I agree. So it's like, it's like anything, um, you know, if you're training for basketball, obviously a lot of that is going to be, you know, training like with a basketball um, on the court and practice. So a lot of it is, you know, agility stuff, but I know a lot of basketball players focus on, you know, like plyometrics, uh, more power explosive exercises, um, box jumps, uh, you know, even, even jump squats, things like that. So that's something that I'm not as familiar with. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not the guy to ask if you're trying to like increase your vertical. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to give you the best advice on that. Cause I've never done, I've never trained with doing box jumps. I've never trained you know, jump squats. Um, I don't play any sports anymore, so I'm not focused on agility, things like that. My focus is on, you know, really building muscle, but I think Calvin covered that pretty well. Um, so we can jump into the next question. Um, this kind of also pertains to the same, uh, something similar. Um, I get this question a lot. Um, my bench it pertains to bench press. So my bench press is stuck. What do you recommend to get through a plateau? Um, I've made posts about this before, but just like anything else, if you want to get better at something, you have to practice it more. Um, this doesn't mean, you know, killing yourself on bench press 
you know, three times a week, but I do recommend a higher frequency. Um, so something that I, that's helped my bench obviously is I do multiple variations throughout the week. Um, usually this consists of like a flat bench press, um, and I'm focusing on more so on strength, like a five by five, or, you know, maybe I'm pyramiding, uh, with lower reps going up to a top set of like three or something. I don't really go to, uh, work with one rep maxes. This is something, this is a mistake a lot of people make when trying to increase their strength on bench. Um, they keep trying to max out like every, every two weeks, every month. Um, that's really not ideal. Um, cause a lot of people get into that trap of trying to hit a certain number and they just keep failing, failing, failing. They keep trying to hit it. They fail, fail, fail. Um, you want to put in a good amount of time training to build up and, you know, peak for a certain lift. So I wouldn't recommend trying to max, uh, but once every like three to four months, like if that, um, I haven't really maxed in like a year, I believe. So, um, definitely don't make that mistake. Um, hit, hit your bench more. Um, I like using a close grip variation as well. Uh, focusing more on the triceps and the lockout. Um, I mean, my strength isn't a priority really. I'm not trying to bench like a certain amount in terms of like to be a power lifter. Um, so I don't really need to focus that much on this, but another mistake I do see people make, um, if they're like a younger kid and you're obviously smaller cause you're just getting into the gym. Um, you shouldn't really get in the habit of, um, you know, powerlifting too quick in my opinion, cause you're going to be, you know, sort of shortchanging yourself. Um, it is good to try to build up your strength so you can be, you know, stronger, um, when it comes to doing your hypertrophy movements, but there also is something to say for, you know, if you don't have a certain amount of muscle mass there, um, it's going to be harder to, you know, build strength, uh, with less muscle mass. So, um, I would recommend, you know, focusing a lot, maybe switching up your, uh, programming. Say you're always trying to, you know, hit heavy weights on the bench, take a good amount of time off, work with a higher rep range. Um, eight to 12 for sure could even be, you know, a higher rep range. Um, and then throw in those variations, uh, like cl close grip bench, um, incline bench is also a great exercise you can try to focus on, uh, which a lot of people notice a great amount of carryover. So if you switch your programming to focus on incline as opposed to flat bench, um, and really get that number up, and then you go back to flat bench, um, you, you'll probably notice a significant amount of strength that is carryovered onto your bench. Um, obviously when you first go back, don't expect to like max out and beat all previous PRs, but once you get back in the swing of things with flat bench, you'll probably notice your numbers start to increase. Obviously, um, adequate calories also play a role when it comes on to putting on muscle and building strength. So I would recommend, uh, you know, get your calories up. If you're not tracking, start tracking, make sure you're eating, um, an adequate amount of calories to fuel your training. Um, and then just staying consistent, you know, add, add frequency to your, um, bench press training, um, do some variations, maybe switch up your rep ranges. So, um, that's pretty much my advice in terms of the bench. Um, yeah, I'd say you pretty much hit everything, man. I would, I was just pretty much going to say like kind of what you said in the beginning. Uh, and that was just more so pertaining to, you know, upping the, the frequency, uh, maybe when you're trying to, you know, at the position you are when, right now, whoever asked the question, you might, you just say you stuck. Um, 
again, you know, adding in an extra frequency throughout the weeks and, and changing it up, changing up the uh, variations and type of type of uh, bench exercises you're doing, uh, whether the bench be inclined or flat, will definitely you know see some increase adding that new stimulus on the chest muscles. Um, but yeah, uh, stick with it. Just increase the frequency and uh, just change it up. See, see, see. You'll, you'll see some change. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I think we nailed that question pretty good. I think we're going to answer one more uh, question today. Um, this last question is, what do you do to fuel yourself before working out? Now, me personally, um, say, say I'm eating like 500 grams of carbs. Now, my goal is to get a decent amount of those carbs in before I train. Um, not too incredibly much. Um, you know, if I'm training first thing in the morning, a lot of the times I'll just go with nothing and just a pre-workout. Um, but if I'm eating a good amount, like I am now I'm, I'm bulking. Um, I like to get a good amount of my carbs in beforehand. So like at least 100 to 200, um, obviously if I'm training later in the day, then it's a different story. They'll probably be, you know, closer to 400 grams of carbs in. Uh, but if I, I usually get about two mils in, um, before at the moment. So that usually consists of like, a decently sized, uh, meal, um, first thing. Um, if I'm gonna, you know, train fairly soon, cause I like to get a good amount of, um, carbs in first thing. So it's all digested and I'm ready to go. Um, if I'm, and then I'll have probably something smaller uh, right before, um, if I am overeating, if I'm bulking, so I'll have something that's, you know, easily digestible. Um, one of my favorites, favorite meals, which I haven't been doing as of late, but it's super simple. It's just cream of rice and then whey, um, maybe a tablespoon of like peanut butter or almond butter. Um, and that goes down pretty easily. I try to stay away from like um, foods that I notice take longer to digest. So I wouldn't eat like a lot of egg whites uh, pre-workout, um, a lot of ground beef, um, a lot of chicken with like rice or something, just because I noticed that takes, uh, takes me longer to digest that. So I would either have that first thing in the morning, give it more time to digest and then something simpler, uh, right before my workout. Um, and then from besides that, it's just, uh, you know, a pre-workout, um, helps me, helps me get some energy, uh, before my workouts. So that's what I recommend. Um, what do you, what about you, Cal? What do you do pre-workout? Uh- yeah, pretty much the same, pretty much that you said. Uh, I typically try to, um, you know, get my workout in like by noon. Um, so I'll have, you know, a meal beforehand, uh, about an hour to two hours, depending on how big the meal is. Um, and that meal will consist of a, a you know, adequate amount of protein and, you know, definitely in excess of uh, carbs. Um, and what I, what I usually do, uh, I try to stick towards more, fast digesting or high glycemic carbs uh, so I can easily be able to uh, utilize those whenever I go into my training session. Uh, And and depending on, uh, you know, how many of those carbs I'm consuming pre-lift, I'll pretty much gauge my, you know, time as to when I'll go hit the gym after that. And, you know, there's sometimes where I'll have like just a fat ass bowl of cereal, um, which is high in carbs, high, you know, quick carbs. I have a fat ass bowl of cereal and then I'll hit the gym like 30 minutes later. Yeah, I Um, mean, So it all just depends. Yeah. I mean, everyone's so different. I know some people who can eat like a full meal and then go to the gym like straight away. Um, I really dislike that. I don't like feeling like bloated 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like feeling stuff like in my stomach really too much um, when working out. So yeah, I like sticking to those, you know, carbs that are easily digestible, high, more high glycemic. I do cereal a lot of times, sometimes pre-workout, a lot of the times uh, post-workout as well to refuel my glycogen stores. So um, I would just focus on something that, you know, works for you. Um, also, I would recommend getting in a good amount of salt, um, electrolytes mm-hmm. pre-workout. It helps uh, with water retention a bit, um, can help with uh, pumps. Um, also, drink a good amount of water before you work out. I like to start my mornings, you know, with chugging like a glass or two. Um, I get a decent amount of water in pre-lift. Um, I like to, it helps me sweat more. It helps me just, my muscles be fuller. Um, it gives me, you know, slight, I think an advantage when it comes to, you know, strength, because, you know, getting those carbs in, getting that salt in, uh, getting that water in, that's going to help, you know, fill your muscles out. It's kind of more of like that elastic band, um, effect, you know, for me, if my legs are flat and, you know, they're not pumped, then it's, it's also, it's harder for me to, you know, squat with a more high, high, yeah, with a more high volume approach. Um, in terms of strength, it's not the biggest of deal. Um, I know some people who don't even like to have like a, a crazy pump when focusing on powerlifting exercises. For example, deadlifting, if they if their back gets too pumped, their lower gets back gets too pumped, um, then it can kind of take away from their performance. Uh, but personally, I'm I like higher volume, a bit higher reps. So I want my legs to be like full and you know, full of blood when I'm squatting, it helps me with the cushioning and my joints and all that stuff. Uh, same thing with bench press. I can press a lot more. Um, if I'm not dehydrated, um, you know, I notice when I'm fasted that my endurance definitely takes a hit. So, um, that is honestly what I would recommend. Um, I think we've, I think we covered that last one, uh, pretty good. Um, I can't really think of anything else I want to add at the moment. So, yeah. I mean, just besides, you know, the, the eating aspect of it, again, like, you know, adding in some pre-workout won't, you know, hurt just a little bit of caffeine or if you have some non-stem uh, just to get you through, that'll help as well. But pretty sure we pretty, pretty sure we hit everything on the head there. So we can uh, move on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, guys. So that's going to do it for the Q&A today. Um, if you if you asked a question, I appreciate it. Hopefully, um, if we didn't get to yours, we can get to it at some point. Um just in the interest of time, we don't want to, you know, prolong this. <laughs> run, run on, run on too long answering um, too many questions. Um, in the future, I may do something like that's more of a speed round because I get some very, very simple questions, which I could probably just answer um, in a much more, you know, short-term manner. Um, but for now, we're going to keep the questions, you know, somewhat limited. Try to go a little bit more in depth. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Uh, Calvin, you got any last words for the people? Anything you want to yes, say? Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Um, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram, uh, CalGreenFit, uh, and then Peter Bowman underscore, uh, no, my bad, Peter underscore Bowman. Uh, hit us up, give us a like, uh, check out our content. We pretty much have, you know, good, good, accessible, you know, informational content on Instagram. So check us out, uh, shoot us a DM, let us know what you guys think. Uh, give us the rating on this, on this, uh, particular podcast. Uh, yeah, pretty yep. much it. Like Cal said, guys, I'd appreciate it. Um, if you like the podcast, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, uh, follow us on Spotify. We're also on SoundCloud. Um, so you can check us out there, uh, leave a like, um, and yeah, 
Um, lastly, you know, I'll put our IGs, which he mentioned, um, in the bio. Also, uh, shout out to Legion Athletics, my sponsor. I'll include my link in the bio as well if you want to check out any of their products. Uh, clinically dosed, backed by science, some really good shit. Official sponsor of The Mountain, just took the title home. Congrats, Mountain. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's going to do it today, guys. Hope you all uh, stay blessed. Hope you guys enjoy. Pledge allegiance to the bag. Pledge allegiance to the bag.